If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday. Okay, let's talk about the Fraser Health. They are now saying they will pull the ultimate all-nighter mm-hmm. with a 32-hour Vaxathon. In Surrey, a Vaxathon. This will start tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. It will run till Sunday at 7 p.m. Guilford Recreation Center yeah. in Surrey. So it'll be. They're going to have a masquerade. So they're. This is an all-night thing. It'll be an overnight clinic. They're encouraging people to show up with wearing masks and a masquerade. And these are people who are are getting their first doses. First so doses you book of the your, vaccine. Yeah, your second dose is booked, and that's primarily the the vast majority of doses every day. We're doing about sixty thousand doses a day, and most of those, you know, um, fifty thousand of them are second doses. But uh, then, uh, talking to public health, they want to get that first uh, dose vaccination rate up as uh, high as possible. But it's been a slow grind because so many doses every day go to second doses. So this is an example. And this is the first overnight um, event I've seen. But we've seen others, just one-off events that are happening in Dawson Creek, which has a low vaccination rate, and Fort St. John, where they have drive-through clinics all day and at night as well. So this is the first overnight one I've seen in, in Metro Vancouver. But this is to get that elusive uh, group of people right now who haven't had the first dose. Okay, Fraser Health saying they'll have up to 7,000 doses of the vaccine available for people who have yet to receive their first dose of the vaccine. Guilford Rec Center. Um, on Sunday, they'll have a Father's Day theme there called Doses with Dad. Doses for with Dad. Day. Well, well, well. So this is very interesting and kind of a, a different approach. Yeah. And I, again, I think you're going to see more of this in the week ahead as they again try to get that first dose from 76 percent to you know 85 or 90 percent but that's going to be a slow grind and that's why you're going to see these special events these special clinics that are outside the registration process to get the first uh, people with the first dose because the the low-hanging fruit was achieved very early on with older people and older age groups now it's primarily younger the 40 to 50 also people in their 40s and 50s that's where the the growth uh, in terms of first doses has slowed a bit we're trying to get those people convince them to come in for their first dose. Very unique approach. Interesting to see it's an overnight clinic as yeah. well. So a 32-hour kind of vaxathon marathon, and people could go in there you know, in the middle of the ref- night. It's not a reflection of low vaccination rates in Surrey, for example. We actually have Surrey is caught up. They're now uh, overall, I think they exceed the provincial average. Uh, the low vaccination areas in BC continue to be the north and the interior. Primarily the Peace River area is, is really low vaccination rates. And pockets of the interior, North Okanagan, and a couple spots in the Kootenays. But uh, Metro Vancouver, by and large, uh, exceeds the, uh, the provincial rate. But again, trying to get up to 85 or 90 percent, and that's been elusive in some communities. Okay, the Vaxathon there at Guilford Rec Center in Surrey starts uh, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., and will run till Sunday night. That's very interesting. Let's talk. Speaking of the vaccine, let's talk about. Um, the the border we had the border shutdown extended again this morning for no surprise. another month 
Uh, there was a meeting yesterday of all the premiers and the prime minister. I, I'm told by people in government, I'm sure you're hearing the same thing, that Horgan doubled down and he wants to see a very safe, safety mm-hmm. first and reopening the border. Uh, let's listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry here because there's some, there's some speculation now about what, what vaccines will be allowed or be accepted Mm-hmm. to cross the border like the AstraZeneca vaccine there's a lot of a lot of uh, focus on that right now so here's Dr. Bonnie Henry talking about all vaccines should be valid to cross the border if they're recognized by the World Health Organization have a listen to this our advice, our expectation, and what we are hearing from countries around the world is that it'll be WHO-approved vaccines will be uh, the standard that will, someone will need to meet. And yes, we are hearing, of course, that uh, mixing or matching is going to be accepted in most countries around the world. These are details that are still in flux. We don't know the answers to everything yet, um, but we have heard from the, at least from my colleagues in the U.S., that AstraZeneca is uh, will be one of the vaccine combinations that they will approve. Okay, so you heard her talk there about vaccines approved by the World Health Organization, which is includes all the vaccines that are approved in Canada. It includes correct? Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, or the Janssen vaccine, and and others as well. AstraZeneca continues to get a PR disaster. Uh, now you've got the Bruce Springsteen uh, concert in New York City. The the not Springsteen himself, uh, but the concert, the venue operator, his Broadway show. Yeah, it's, but it's the venue operator has said you can't come in if you have an AstraZeneca vaccine, which is just crazy. Uh, you had Len Saunders on before about Mariners games. They're not checking to see exactly what type of vaccine you've got. Uh, but uh, it, again, the expectation is uh, if you have AstraZeneca, you're going to be able to cross borders safely. But, you know, again, this is a, a work in progress. But this is worrisome for Canadians because AstraZeneca is, is not approved in the United States, correct? Correct. But yeah. if you, we're, we're a small blip on this. The United Kingdom has way more travelers, uh, would be barred from entering the United States if there were some restrictions on AstraZeneca, because AstraZeneca is uh, prevalent in the UK and other European countries. So I don't think the states are going to put a barrier to that. Well, but you've already got this one Broadway show saying that if you got AstraZeneca, one, you can't come in. That's one Broadway show. Yeah, is that's there a chance? A does that does that spread though to other venues? Well, you never know what's going to happen in the states. You know, it's a it's a wild card. I don't think. Uh, I think at the end of the day, the dollar speaks. People want um, people to fork over cash for whatever economic activity you're talking about, and I don't think they're going to put a a barrier up about what type of vaccine you have. Once you're in the States with, uh, once you get into the States, I don't think you're going to get checked necessarily a lot for what type of vaccine you have. Okay. Speaking of the AstraZeneca vaccine, so we get changing advice again now here from this National Advisory Committee on Immunization. So what is the deal on this? So if you got the first, you got the, if your first shot was AstraZeneca, they're now saying you should get. So NASI, the National Advisory Committee on Immunizations is recommending if you got AstraZeneca your first shot, you should get a messenger RNA, Pfizer and Moderna as your second shot. Dr. Bonnie Henry was asked about this yesterday. Her response is she's not changing her position, that she's relying on what she calls real-world data. Not a clinical trial, not a study, as NASI's depending on, but real-world data, which in her eyes is the millions of people in the U.K. who got AstraZeneca and are just fine with AstraZeneca and, and got AstraZeneca as a second dose. That's what's happening on a real-world stage, and she thinks that data for now, exceeds uh, clinical studies or trials that you see uh, in other places. But this is like some kind of like a guessing game for people about what to do now. Like I got the, my first shot was the AstraZeneca, as was yours, I know. I have not received the second shot. And I I thought, well, what am I, uh, do I get the, should I get the Pfizer shot now for the second shot? 
Well, you either right. you either go with Nasi or you go with Dr. Henry and other public <laughs> health officers. So I'm, I'm if if AstraZeneca is put in front of me as my second dose, I'm going to get AstraZeneca. If Moderna is put in front of me as my second dose, I'm going to get Moderna. Whatever's put in, whatever I'm contacted to come in for a second dose, I'm going to take that. So vaccine. you're going to go against Nasi. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, Nasi is just recommendations. And keep keep in mind, Nasi threw AstraZeneca under the bus about. Two months ago, if you recall, remember the recommendation was that wasn't as, as good a vaccine, and and Dr. Henry and a few others push back and say no, that's wrong. AstraZeneca has a very good track record, very high efficacy rate. So the advice is don't be don't be these uh, suddenly expert. There's a great great article in the Globe and Mail today about these vaccine shoppers. Suddenly, uh, lay people deem themselves to be experts on vaccines, and this account of some person showing up and was being offered Moderna when they had Pfizer at the beginning. But can you blame people for that when you've got a national advisory committee giving out new advice to people? Well, the advisory committee is not saying turn down Moderna. They're not not saying turn it down. They're just saying it's preferred. No, 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 no. NASA is saying it's totally interchangeable between Pfizer and Moderna. If you've got Pfizer, you can get Moderna as the second dose. NASA's not okay. saying anything different. But you've got an example of someone questioning the science who got Pfizer the first time, and now they're offered Moderna, and they're saying, no, no, okay. no. How many people, when they get a prescription filled at your drugstore, read that literature that comes with it that explains exactly what, what how this pill was made? You just take the medicine that your doctor tells you to take. Yeah. Right now, your doctor's telling you, get vaccinated. Don't question the vaccine. Okay, let's listen to Dr. Teresa Tam here, Chief Public Health Officer for Canada on these new recommendations. This change is based on emerging evidence indicating a potentially better immune response from this mixed vaccine schedule. Talking about if you got AstraZeneca, maybe take a, a, an mRNA vaccine the second. Yeah, and the argument, she's arguing that you can increase your, your uh, level of immunization if you mix and match. Um, and maybe there is going to be science that bears that out. Dr. Henry says that as far as she's concerned, the evidence in the UK shows that uh, two doses of AstraZeneca is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty high efficacy. And again, we're talking about, is, is there really at the end of the day a much of a difference between, say, 88% and 92%? And that's yeah. that's what the differences we're talking about right now. Right on the on the effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Welcome back, Baldry's beat Keith Baldry from Global News. Your calls to him six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell. Mark and Delta. Hi, Mark. Uh, good morning, Mike. Uh, hi, hi, Keith. Um, I heard Len Saunders this morning. I fortunately unfortunately didn't get through. It was maybe Keith can clear this up. If the Americans open their border, that means uh, when you go south, you're meeting with U.S. Customs, therefore you could enter the U.S. Uh, coming home, what would oh, yeah. I do? Would I just show my uh, patient COVID-19 vaccine record uh, well, from the pharmacy? Or I think that's a really good question, and he's talking about Len Saunders, the immigration lawyer we had on this morning, who thinks that the, the Americans might go it alone and open their borders may, to allow Canadians may, to come in. There's still quarantine rules uh, that are, could be in, in effect, uh, but that's it, that would be a very interesting situation if the Americans. I can't see to why they in. would do. I mean, you got to have a coordination. Well, here. I don't think the Americans would allow anyone who has less than two doses to come across, and that's very few Canadians. I mean, yeah. we have far fewer people with two doses than the Americans do. The Americans have a different strategy. We went the, the first dose strategy. I think as of yesterday, we were along 14% or so of the population had two doses, which is a very small number of people. And then of that group of people, I'm not sure how many of them would be interested in traveling to the United States right now. I mean, we're, we're potentially talking about a very small number of people. Okay, a lot of this still up in the air. The federal government this morning saying, uh, wait for Monday. There could be some more information coming on Monday. Let's go to Brian on the line in Vancouver. Hey, Brian. 
Hi. Um, I booked my Pfizer appointment, but then Shoppers Drug Mart called me, and I got my second AstraZeneca. Can I go ahead and take a third shot of Pfizer now? No, not yet. So Dr. Henry was asked about the third shot yesterday. She says uh, that could very well be uh, what's going to happen, but not right now. It's uh, no need for a third shot, but she points out, and others have pointed out as well, this may be an annual exercise. You know, this could be your annual shot, annual booster shot. But we're not, we haven't reached that decision yet, but it remains very much a potential. How long does the vaccine last after you've got your second shot? How long are you protected for? We don't know. They're still and studying that's, that. That's part of the science that's being studied. And I think their expectation is we likely will require booster shots in the future. Right. Let's go to Ed on the line in Burnaby. Hi, Ed. How are you? Good. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Um, given what I just heard about our wonderful liberal government uh, procrastinating on this whole issue again, I'm just going to phone down and cancel my trip to Arizona and all the reservations, and I'll get my money back. But I just don't trust them. Um, I had booked for the end of July, but I'll bet you anything that this will be postponed till August and maybe September. Uh, I don't yeah. think the, our government, liberal government, has been in control of anything right from the beginning, making a bad deal with the Chinese for vaccines. Okay, so, okay, well, end of July, well, I don't know. You might be on the bubble there. Right now it's extended to July 21st. Yeah. I think the pressure will be mounting on both sides of the border to open this thing to allow some sort of tourism to occur. Uh, but no one knows. I mean, I, I don't think anybody can make a reason guess yet when that border is going to open. Yeah, I mean, booking a vacation for the end of July... Yeah, no, I'm not no, sure no. I'd want to go to Arizona in July anyways. That'd be like, like what, 120 be, degrees down <laughs> there? Air conditioning. <laughs> Let's go to Brian in Hawaii. Brian calling from Hawaii. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, hi. Hi, hi, hi. I'm, uh, I'm, double va- I'm double vaxxed. Um, I'm a dual citizen, I guess. I've been living here for 20 years, but I was born in, and raised in uh, Vancouver. So I want to come down double the vax. Do I have to um, uh, quarantine when I go in? At the moment, citizen? at the moment, I believe you still do, right? Yeah, still, yeah. Still but those rules are changing. And yeah. they're going to be relaxed over the summer. In early so, July, we yeah. had we had the federal health minister Patty Hyde just say the other day that she yeah. expects in July the rules to change. Yeah, they're going to ease in right. Uh, as so more, he would have people. to quarantine for, right, right now. If moment. you flew home today, yeah, you'd have to quarantine yeah. for an extended period of time. But those rules are going to change in July. Okay, Brian, thank you for calling in from, from Hawaii. Hawaii. That's, That's very cool. Suzanne in Surrey, hi. Hi, good morning. I am hearing that um, international travel, when the uh, insurance for international travel will be different, different prices for those who are vaccinated um, with AstraZeneca, with each of the vaccines or mixing and matching, because some countries don't recognize, um, are not approved, or some of the vaccines are not approved. Is that true, or can they even do that with travel insurance? I've not heard that. I'd be wary necessarily of believing stuff like that, but you never know. As I say, this is an evolving situation. There's going to be new rules and new policies in place on all sorts of fronts. So you raise a very good question yeah. on the insurance aspect. I hadn't thought of that before, but I've not heard that uh, occurring, but I, think, I, I wouldn't rule that out. I think that's a great point that we'll look into for you. Let's go to Dave on the line in Vancouver. we got a minute here. Hi, Dave. Hey guys, I'm a first dose AstraZeneca guy and I'm traveling to Vegas in the summertime in about a month, uh, August. And like you guys, I don't know if we're able to travel down into the U.S. with like maybe two Astras or one Astra, one mRNA. If they'll recognize two Astras down there in the States and allow us to fly down there. 
and if we're allowed to mix and match or if we should just get both AstraZeneca's when they're like on the table and they're ready, right? So I'm not really sure where to get the information. Well, the, on. Only, the only instance of refusing someone is the Springsteen concert. I've not heard of any other entity or, or event or hotel or border saying you can't do this because you're AstraZeneca. That Springsteen made news because it was an anomaly, not the rule. Having said that, if I were you... And you're going to, if you're going to Vegas, you might want to phone down and, and check a few spots to see if they do indeed have certain. Okay, rules I think in place. The, the calls showed that there's still a lot of unanswered questions yep. here that we must call, continue to follow closely. Thank you, Keith. Have a great weekend.